Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Scope of Work, the Monday morning podcast for those of you who like to take your mind off of your own work by listening to other people talk about their work. We welcome you back with open arms. On today's episode, we share a lot of fun and interesting takes on a topic that may be sensitive to some people, and that's the idea of quitting. For those of you who have quit jobs in search of other greener pastures, uh, you can attest to the fact that it's not always a super easy thing to do, and a lot of times uh, there can be uh, some pretty significant emotions that go into saying goodbye to one company as you look forward to uh, beginning your career and continuing your journey at the next one. Today, we unpack that and more along with an array of other random fleeting ideas, thoughts, what have you. You've gotten the point if you've listened uh, to all eight now of our episodes that we've put on uh, all major streaming platforms. There's a lot to look forward to today. And as always, we so very much appreciate you taking the time to start your week off with us. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Scope of Work! I'm also going to be doing a little we uh, lost some people this week. What the f? Oh, it's such a drag. What a chore. Oh, your wounds are close. Oh, everything's a stress. And what's more, well, it's all somebody's fault. Get, 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 get out of it. Peter, Peter, here we are. Fingers in the air. We back again. Two weeks in a row. New record. Consistency's key. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we're just gonna say that every single time. Yeah. Hi, hi everyone. Welcome back to uh, Scope of Work. Excited to to be back with you. Uh, <laughs> hope everyone's <laughs> getting ready to have a great week. Uh, I'm, I'm Max Cedargreen, uh, your account representation for today. And I'm Peter Sather, your creative department representative on the other side of the coin. What's up with you, man? How are you? Uh, it's been a blur of a week, um, you know, just working on stuff. Um, fun fact, I've started designing some Sather Design Co. merch, which is really, <laughs> really funny and, and awesome. No, no shit. But yeah, I just ordered some samples for it, so I'm excited for those to come in, and uh, hopefully they turned out. I'm I'm pretty pumped about it, so more on that in the near future, I guess. They're, they're funny, kind of. You have my address, and uh, I wear a large. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. What did you do? Did you do, like, shirts, hats, uh, mystery item? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. there's a mystery box. It's just a bunch of random socks. fucking cables and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> old, just, old, old socks. All of the, all of the, uh, oh, God. Uh, all of the, like, Fuck you. All, of, all of the USB cords that like no longer fit any known devices. <laughs> right. Just, yeah. The micro USB ca- cables that only fit Wacom old uh, fucking uh, tablets, drawing tablets. Yeah. Tons of useful stuff. That's why it's uh, listed under gear in my <laughs> in my <laughs> shop. It's not called shop. So. Yeah, it's uh, funny, like the whole cable thing, when I was traveling recently, uh, I was, you know, I mean, part of being remote is you can kind of work from anywhere. And so, you know, especially towards the end of the year, as I'm going to be taking time off for holidays, like if I'm traveling, I still try and work. And when I was at my father-in-law's house uh, in his office, 
I was trying to find a cable that I could use to like plug in my adapter to all my other different fucking cables that are required with the new stupid MacBooks and going through his bag of very neatly tied cords that <laughs> probably he's probably had for like 20 years is just that was a time. It was a nice little slice of nostalgia and a simpler, right. <laughs> simpler technological time. <laughs> yeah, the you'll know we've made it to the future when everything's just like remote charge or just like magically stays charged without the use of any cables. That's how you know we've made it. Absolutely. I look forward to the day, my friend. Well, um, yeah. Aside from merch, what else is going on? Anything interesting this week? Uh, I've been teaching typography, which is really fun. Um, having a blast with that. Um, it's my second go around that I'm teaching it, and um, I was designing all the all the the presentations and stuff in InDesign before and i started uh i took this awesome class with the hoodspa sisters and they use uh figma for everything and i've been like i know i gotta learn this program uh, are you a, are you a it. figma stand now <laughs> absolutely a thousand percent oh my god i love this program so much it's so cool it makes so, so much talk, sense talk me through it man because like i mean again simpleton uh i'm a simple bitch uh simpleton <laughs> account guy um in like my entire career everyone's always been about you know adobe adobe suite adobe creative cloud InDesign, illustrator photoshop whatever right. and then uh the company i'm currently at heavily leverages figma um mm. really really a lot of stuff um yeah beyond just what I understand is like the, you know, the main capability of being more of like a UX UI web development tool. Right. Um, so like, I mean, give me the, give me the gist. What makes it so good? What makes it better? Uh, it's just incredibly smart. It's very fast and responsive. I haven't even, you know, gotten the chance to use some of those, um, those like collaboration features and things, Yeah. but, uh, having designed a bunch of presentations and things in, uh, in InDesign in the past, that's kind of been the main thing. Um, because InDesign is supposed to be used for laying out like books and like very long bodies of copy and stuff. Um, but it's also used regularly for just presentations. Um, it, you have just more design capability and functionality than like key, uh, than Keynote, obviously. Keynote's another great pl place to make presentations, but it's still Keynote. Keynote's great. And I've like, I know way too much about Keynote, but there's so many limitations to it too that it just it works in a very old school kind of way when yeah. you see what Figma can do. So yeah. um, I'll give you an example of like, when you think of like Keynote, you think of this kind of like long scrolling list of all your slides and stuff. Mm -hmm. In Figma, you just have this like infinitely huge like space. And so you design one frame. And then if you like duplicate frames next to it, it's always going to read from like left to right and then down. So you can organize your sections and stuff by just like grouping them together appropriately. And it's very easy to move them around. Like if you group a couple of them up together, or if you like select a bunch of them, you can like replace them like without having to like, you know, go and like readjust everything and like, you know, slide everything over. Like you can just instantly replace them very easily and a couple at a time and stuff. And um, the way that like you can set up a component that is like a template for that slide so you can make a component and then create variations of it that have a couple of different features to it. So, uh, and then it just, it creates a little drop down menus for like the features that you want that template slide to have or the, yeah. you know, the copy in certain places. 
it's way faster to edit and it just works faster too. Like in keynote, if you have to like select a font, sometimes it like, it freaks out and it takes like literally like 20 to 25 seconds to like click on a font. And then if you misclick something, you're just like, shit, I just wasted like a minute <laughs> like selecting a font yeah. and it, it's dumb. It's, it's, it's dumb how those things like just don't work that well. So I basically redesigned all my presentations in there. Now I'm like, this pro this program's amazing. I I'm really looking forward to going and redoing pretty much all of the things I've been building over the past like six or seven months in Figma, mm -hmm. because you can also add interactions and stuff in and videos That's inside what of it. I've seen people do that. I mean, the thing is, like that I find so cool from like a web design standpoint is like clickable prototypes that folks will show me that like allow me to navigate between pages and like engage with modules and like see things like expand mm -hmm. and contract and stuff. And it just seems yeah. nuts. like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there's some, you know, I mean, you'll, you'll know better than I will. I'm sure there's some program within the Adobe suite that can like do that kind of stuff. Maybe it's after effects, but yeah, it seems a yeah. lot more seamless uh in figma yeah it's all in one space it has a bunch of free plugins too that allow you to create like a type style and be like you you set a couple of these things up and then you'd use a plugin and just automatically does it and so the ability to create a system and then automate that system in in uh this whole thing like create interactive components and stuff and then like you know buttons that actually function and do the things that they're supposed to do in design and art direction, clients don't like have the imagination that we do. We can kind of see how things work and we spend so much time looking at prototypes or looking at inspiration and we can imagine how they're going to work and function. But clients mm -hmm. don't have that ability. That's why they yeah. hire an agency to do those things. So the fact that that is like naturally built in, it allows us to just show clients That's instead of huge. like being like, can you That's imagine huge. this? Yeah, because I got to tell you, man, in my experience, when you're uh, trying to like sell something and you're like, no, I just need you to understand that like it looks like this, but it actually does this. And they're like, yeah, oh, but I just can't really get out of like the the fact that it looks like that. And it's like, no, but you see, this <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a state and then it changes. And yeah, like, there's right. potential progressions and animations. And they're like. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, yeah. I just don't get it. So I'm just like, ah, I fucking hate orange. Yeah. If you have like, you can pull up the presentation in one. In am I going to be able to, am I going to be able to click when it's done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. The, like if someone's like, ah, I hate orange. He's the worst color ever. If you have the, if you have your pro, if you have your presentation, like yeah. presenting in one tab in Figma and then you have your, um, you know, that set up, um you have your actual kind of like layouts and everything and whatever if you have uh your color style you can just change that to blue and then the whole thing like updates on the fly and it's like okay cool now again yeah, <laughs> like, right there yeah that's awesome Perfect. man well yeah um, I, good good plug for what sounds like you know i mean again i've seen it used firsthand uh obviously for more web-based stuff but kind of like universally it sounds like it's a smarter more efficient way of doing um you know a lot of what's what's required of designers and art directors these days yeah it's, that's efficiency it's baby <laughs> yeah so that's my uh fun work life thing i was just been like oh this is so fun i really i'm really enjoying this so yeah yeah hell yeah man uh that's uh yeah good segue into um you know our, our next segment uh just introducing it again uh work-life balance where we talk about things that uh you know maybe they pertain to work maybe they don't that's the whole point of things being balanced um 
I actually, I have an interesting uh, thought for you, and I think it's fitting for this topic and something uh, that I think you can help settle amidst the debate that uh, I've been having with some peers of mine for quite some time now. Would you be interested in that? Um, uh, my curiosity's peaked. Perfect. Absolutely. You also don't have much of a choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am a captive audience. A captive conversation. Yes. Yes. Um, so when I think about like, you know, work-life balance, like to me, work and having a career is a means of allowing me to afford and live the life that I want to live. And I was talking with some buddies recently about like, you know, kind of the whole romanticized notion of, you know, what would life be like if you didn't have to work, right? Like if you stumbled into $10 billion or whatever, and it was just a, a matter of like, you don't have to work to live, right? What would right. you, what would you do with your time? And I think I've heard a number of different perspectives. Um, some, some of my friends, uh, feel as if they would still want to, you know, try and grow professionally, have a job, like try and kind of create that routine and system me on the other hand, like I think about it and, you know, for me personally, I would want to potentially pursue new interests and new talents and stuff but say fuck work. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to hear what you, what you think about that and like what you would do in that scenario. Yeah. I guess I try to think about that a lot actually about like how, how would I like, how do I ideally want to spend my time or spend my day? Yeah. Um, given the freedom to do so. Right. Like no restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very interesting thing. And I like, it's a question that I've been like grappling with a lot. Now that I've like, now that I work for myself, essentially, and like, how do I want to do things in my own unique way? Because I can make it up as I go. Um, and I have to operate under the, I kind of have to think like, like that, regardless, there's a bunch of times that I'm like, am I, am I doing this thing because I need to make money? Or am I doing this thing because it's important for me to do? Mm -hmm. um, for my own interests in my own development or things that I like aspire to and, you know, want to, want to do. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. Yeah. I'm still waiting on an answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, of like so, how so, uh, you've, you've just, you know, you found like, let's, let's make, let's make it a story. You found a treasure map and you follow that treasure <laughs> map with your little, with your little pickaxe. I'll uh, do a big red X <laughs> started picking away. And you, yeah. you opened up a big treasure chest and inside was $10 million. How does that change the landscape of your, like what you do professionally and, or just with your time in general? Um, yeah. So I guess, um, I mean, aside from the obvious answers like travel and, you know, go get experiences that I probably wouldn't have been able to afford otherwise. That's been kind of like, that's been the point of striking out on my own is to, is to afford those like luxuries of being able to do what I want. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's like, I would still be doing the same things. Basically uh, I would, I I'd, I'd want to start like more businesses and hire people to like help me do the th things that my stupid squirrel brain can't like comprehend, I guess. Yeah. Um, because I, I think it's so fun to create experiences for people and the I, I love uh, as as crazy as it is, and as much as I don't like being on camera, I do like 
like performing and having events and stuff. And it's something that I've discovered recently. I really want to, I st- like, I've been teaching typography. I love teaching. I'd love to be able to, you know, spend more time, like learning the things that I feel like I still need to learn. Yeah. Uh, if I, if I didn't have to worry about money, I'd probably just like spend as much time as I could, um, like reaching out to people that I like admire, respect, and like, you know, figuring out how to like build things with people that I, you know, look up to or, you know, like further better my myself basically so that I can, yeah. like, you know, contribute and I don't know, have like do fun things for people and, and teach people things, I guess. You touched on, you touched on two things that I think would be really fun outcomes of that. Like, I think the idea of being an eccentric investor, it would be awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Honestly, like, that is kind of like, Be on the other, like receiving end of all the shark tank ideas as you sit there and like steeple your fingers and like, yeah. Totally- crush people's dreams and or take really risky uh bets on like products that may just suck but like you're right by them (laughs) again we talked about branding last week but you're like oh yes like the general public will be such a sucker for this and we'll be so much money if everyone had a jetpack how would (laughs) (laughs) just shit like that and then i mean slowly now suddenly eccentric uh investor feels like evil villain (laughs) which again also fun also fun outcome (laughs) on the very on the far more docile end of the spectrum i was also say i would pursue things that i wish uh i'd done earlier in life like uh, learn how to play piano (laughs) which is funny because um in thinking about that you know kind of big picture um you know I, i started thinking about like things like you know i guess you don't have to win the lottery and you don't have to like, you know, not need to work in order to pursue personal interests and hobbies. Right. I mean, um, exactly. I was just about to say that is like, yeah, that is, it it's, was, it's, it's an interesting question to be given because yeah, like, that's that what I'm trying the, to operate under regardless. Yeah. So that was something, a kind of paradigm shift for me only recently where I was like, Oh yeah, I guess, you know, like uh, I'm 31. Like I, you know, not getting any younger, but also like I can definitely just like, you know, again, using the piano as an example, buy a fucking piano on Amazon and learn yeah. how to play the piano. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like, it's, uh... why, there is no there is no barrier preventing me from doing that if it's something I right. like to do. And so, yeah. I don't know, that was pretty liberating, but it took a, a larger, like, you know, more existential conversation to like prompt that. So I don't know. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I think um, that's what I've been trying to do is just like figure out um, there's a really good book um, on like real estate investing called like the millionaire real estate investor. It's by um, Stephen Keller. I want to say who is, who started, um, you know, it's not century 21, but some, one of those like mass, like Keller Williams, I want to say um, uh, Keller Williams real estate group or some shit. And it's a really good book. It has a really uh, clickbaity title to it, mm-hmm. but it's awesome because it talks about such very specific ways to go about real estate investing and how to do it. And, you know, strategies and stuff is like two thirds of the book. And then the last third is like, it kind of goes through this whole thing that like, like we're doing this so that you uh, can afford yourself the freedom to pursue your life's mission. Right. And it's, it's a, it's an incredible book. I'd highly recommend it to anyone, everyone that's ever thought about real estate investing. It's like, 
the best uh, way to build wealth. In my, in my opinion, uh, people will think otherwise too, but it's something that you can do kind of in your spare time, basically. And it, mm-hmm. like, it seems very intimidating and crazy, but I, I, I totally believe in it and it's awesome. So. Yeah. You know, it's a random fleeting thought, but I would like to share it. Uh, if I ever, I guess we rather ever get the uh, scope of work website up, I'm definitely going to do a Peter's book corner <laughs> because I feel like uh, every, it's like every other episode you drop some kind of like profound thought that came out of some book you read. And I'm over here <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I've been reading the fucking Dave Grohl book for like two years now. <laughs> <laughs> Sick, dude. I bet that's really good. Uh, it is good. But, you know, reading. Yeah, reading time, very time consuming. Why make yeah. it make it a video? Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, uh, if it were a movie, you know, it'd be a lot faster. Yeah, yeah, be a little <laughs> bit faster. <Is laughs> I, feel sure like, you... I feel like there's so many people who probably heard that and are just like, <laughs> it's just like assholes, you pig. <laughs> Why do I listen to this again? Yeah, that's know. great, thank great you. question. All 30 of you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> But um, that yeah, that is a, that like that's a definitely uh, an, an important like thing to to think about when you're working at an agency and stuff. And like, is this is this agency aligning with my uh-huh. overarching life objectives and things and Dude, what yeah. I feel like is important? Or yeah, is the work the agency does like you know? And I'm not saying that every like you know client you work on has to be mission based, but like I was actually. I was just actually talking about this today, Um, you know, like aligning agency morals and like values with your own. Um, Mm -hmm. I was talking to uh, someone, somebody that I work with, excuse me, about accounts and specifically, um, you know, sometimes again, the alignment with like um, objecting to the morals of like what a, a actual client stands for and, you know, whether or not you can actually do work for them by separating your own like personal beliefs from the narrative, it's a really hard thing to do, but it reminded me of a time when I worked at a company that uh, was really excited about a uh, new pharma client that was potentially going to come on board and the campaign they were looking uh, to run was directed at lobbyists and the whole initiative was to try and drive up the cost of insulin because they st- they stood to make a profit. And I remember yeah. when that came to me and they were like, oh, we want you to run this. I was like, you're fucking out of your mind. Like, yeah. not, a, not a chance. Like, that's Mm-mm. there's some Can't. shit where you just got to fucking draw the line. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I yeah. Like a bit of a sidebar, but, um, you know. No, that's so true, though. The, like, the alignment, the alignment shit that you mentioned is like really important, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is this what you want to hang your hat on too? Like, I remember no. being yeah. <laughs> no, this stinks. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to be mentioned in a class action lawsuit. <laughs> like, <laughs> surprise, exactly. you're, surprise, you're complicit. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Guilty by association. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so true. I was literally just talking to my roommate about that and like, you know, the price of insulin and stuff and how that all kind of, you know, came crashing down because there was like one small, like, molecular uh like i want to say they're they're adding some type of like molecule or they're adding like b12 to some type of like some new insulin product and trying to patent it and it's like you can't just do that dude pharma shit is all very sus to me so yeah extremely extremely 
I don't know. But that, again, great segue. Um, I do want to see if there's anything else we need to touch on before we get into it. But uh, I quit that job shortly after that uh, whole thing. Yeah. So Yeah. um, We'll get to it in a second. But I I guess letting the cat out of the bag again. uh, The topic of today's show is going to be quitting the thing that you dream about, but don't actually (laughs) have the courage to do. Um, yes. Before we get into that, though, um, anything else happening? Taylor Swift went to the Chiefs game last night. I saw. Um, Whoop de fucking do. Uh, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Not me. Uh, Russell yeah. sucks. The Broncos suck. Like I don't know. NFL has been weird this year, but Travis Kelsey like twisted his leg again too. Like he was limping around again. Like it's not getting better. There is there bye week coming up. Whatever. I don't have. I don't have any of that draft capital, or so I don't have any of that. Uh, I don't have much Travis Kelsey stock at all. But me neither. Whatever. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, just yeah, real, like fleeting thoughts. Um, doing a lot of fucking home repairs right now. Um, I think a long time ago I mentioned we had a tree fall on our deck. Uh, yeah, and our deck is getting ripped out right now. So that's being handled by professionals. Yes. Uh, right. inside the house, my wife is also looking for things we can do from like a sweat equity perspective to try and drive up, uh, you know, the equity in our home and I guess increase the value. So this weekend, uh, we will be, <laughs> we will be redoing our floorboards, uh, which will be an interesting exercise in home improvement. Yeah. And then depending on how that goes, very much might be learning about how to take action towards divorce. (laughs) 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 Because our our collaboration on home projects is uh, contentious. (laughs) 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 But I do do love my wife and I hope for the best. (laughs) All right. right. Awesome. Let's uh, Godspeed, friend. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> this is going to um, soon be your actual home. This is going to yeah, be <laughs> exactly, carriage you know, the carriage house. Like, <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So again, I already already touched on it, but today's uh, main topic is uh, going to be quitting, and quitting is such an interesting like aspect of having a career and i feel like you know peter obviously you've you've quit jobs before i've quit jobs before and uh you know it's never a fun thing um as far as like leaving a company but i do feel like uh it's something that obviously has a lot of layers to it especially as you consider like you know what drives a person to like seek a new career what you know might (laughs) force an impulse to actually like you know just flat out like you know hopefully not freak out but be like i'm done here (laughs) i'm done gotta move on to my next thing and um yeah i mean why don't we start there uh give me give me your best uh you know (laughs) your best quitting story (laughs) my best breakup story yeah give me your best breakup with a, a company that you've worked at. My, my first place, I left after about 10 months, uh, I want to say. And it was like, I love that place. It was awesome. Um, but, but like, given the way the nature of agencies and like losing business and the way that they have to forecast, you know, how things are going, um, they had to let people go um, shortly after I got there. 
And me being like a junior designer, I wasn't taking up a ton of space on the, on the, I wasn't going to be a big cap hit or whatever. If they just <laughs> let my ass go. Yeah. Um, I was on a rookie contract still. So um, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't part of the calling. And then, you know, it was, it was a really sad time because that the people that like were let go had been there for a very long time because, you know, like, person running that place was like did a good job and paid their people more each year you know not just for inflation but because they're doing an awesome job and they've their friends and like the relationships that have been built up so they were like really bummed about that and like it was very they were very transparent and authentic about that and like every, he was like i don't want to do this it sucks that we had to do that um they're going to be fine they're you know consummate professionals and we'll work with them we'll still continue to work with them in some capacity but they're gonna be okay all the stuff they understand, um, but I hated to do it. <clears throat> and then, like two and a half months later, he let go like more people too, and it's like everyone's like, "Oh, okay." And so people started to kind of abandon ship. And I, and uh, I at that time was um, was I've been reached out to somehow by like a recruiter that was like, "Hey, do you, like would you be interested in this thing? Whatever, it's like a ton more money. You'd have to move all this stuff." And I was like, "Sure, whatever." Like it would be a big step in my career, basically. So. I quit with that kind of like being on the horizon essentially. Uh, and around that time though, like, because there was that second, that second wave of people getting let go. Um, and it was, just wasn't a big place. I think it was under 50 people. And it was like four people the first time and like, and then like four or five people the next time. <clears throat> and I think there was probably five or six people like, a, like very shortly within a week after that, that kind of jumped ship. They're like, all right, this is, I don't want to, I want to be the one that makes the decision about where I'm going next, basically. Yeah, sure. And that's, that's what I was kind of going to ask. Like, you know, it's good. You had an opportunity um, that was like, you know, kind of uh, through networking, like somebody had reached out to you and you kind of knew what your next step was, but sometimes I do. I've definitely felt this personally, like in the past, yeah. like the need to quit and find something else because you do feel like you are expendable or like you see layoffs happening and stuff like that. And you're like, Oh man, I'd rather like, I'd rather drive in this car crash. Than, like yeah. be riding passenger and not have a choice <laughs> right. here. Yeah. <laughs> like that's such a shitty feeling. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm yeah. going to um, sell high. Yeah. <laughs> sell exactly. high. So even though like the circumstances, um, you know, I guess we're a position where like, you know, you, you quit because you kind of saw the writing on the wall and like the future of the company. Um, I'm, I'm curious, yeah. what, what did you feel as like you were doing that? Did you feel bad for uh, jumping, jumping uh, off the ship as it was sinking? Uh, I did. I, I did because I you know, like, I hadn't lost faith in, uh, I, if I didn't have something lined up, I probably would have continued on there. Yeah. Um, but because I, re I really wasn't looking, I guess uh, I was like, I'm getting valuable experience here, even though I'm working on a lot of things that I don't really believe in and I don't really like to do. I was like, I know I need to learn these things. And there was there was a lot of uh, I felt like I was missing out on a lot of opportunities, a lot of things I wanted to work on. I didn't have, mm -hmm. have enough experience to contribute to those things in the way I wanted to. I think that mm -hmm. kind of like also contributed to this feeling of I have to get better to do the things that I want to do. Um, I'm not a natural at like design and, and art direction things. 
Um, and it definitely lit a fire under my ass to get better. And I knew that I would, I knew I was going to have those opportunities eventually. And the fact that I wasn't getting them like drove me crazy, but I like, didn't, it wasn't anybody's fault, but my own. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like there were certain things that were lining up in terms of like how I was doing things that were like what I wanted to do. I wasn't getting to, to yeah. learn closer to those objectives, I guess. So, so some of there was some stuff that like, like that was not lined up in terms of like opportunities that I, Right. That I was like, I gotta go. I got maybe I'll find have better opportunities elsewhere, and I didn't. <laughs> which is, <laughs> yeah, which is I. Well, yeah. we'll get to we'll get to that because yeah. you know I think a big motivation for people quitting their jobs and like the sad reality is like it just ain't it ain't it ain't it. Um, yeah, people oftentimes think the grass is greener in other places, and you know I think you used it on a different uh, different episode of like <laughs> same monkeys different zoo. Like that, yeah, right. You know, that's kind of just the bitter reality of the industry we work in. But no, what yeah. what I wanted to kind of like touch on is a feeling that I've had, and um, you know, something that I think about when I think about jobs I've left. It sounds like, despite having some motivations as far as like what the company couldn't offer you that you were looking for in your career, like you know, mm-hmm. you you were able to confirm that even when it came time to kind of pull the trigger and you know take, take yeah boss take your boss out back like old Yeller, like you felt yeah. <laughs> you felt guilty. It, doing it's time. It. Yeah. yeah, that's such an interesting thing to me, man. Because like um, I've I personally have left jobs for a lot of different reasons i mean just to cut right to the chase the biggest one has always been money and compensation Mm -hmm. like and that's right you know we could do a whole episode on that but um, yeah you know when when companies won't uh pay their people what they're worth is just so incredibly frustrating and it's like you know somebody somebody else will right Mm -hmm. Um, that being said for any other we'll call them generalized displeasures i've had with organizations that i've worked at um that motivate me to actually start like the job search process which we all know is incredibly fucking exhausting in a job in and of itself whenever it comes time to sit down you know, just like this person to person and say, Hey, I have some news. <laughs> I, oh, my, <laughs> yeah. heart, my heart always hurts. <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah. could be, I could be like, you know, fresh off of like, you know, cursing aspects of the business and, you know, just the way I feel about things. But I don't know. It's I find it very difficult personally to sometimes remove that personal connection to the people that you work yeah. with, especially your bosses when they're good bosses, for sure. Um, right. Like, hey, I know this. This isn't about you, but it's about this yeah. you know, shit storm that we call a business. I'm yeah. Sorry, but you're going to sail onward without me. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'm jumping ship. Yeah. Yeah. It stinks. It, it feels terrible. It does. Um, speaking of, um, you know, some of the motivations you talked, uh, you talked about, um, you know, some of your own personal motivations for leaving that specific job. Um, how have you seen that, like, I guess, progress or change based on other jobs that you've worked at and eventually quit? Like, has it always been growth oriented or have there been another like kind of myriad of reasons? For me, I think it's usually been about growth because that is that's just the from the creative side um that's really important to continue to 
like it depends on what you value basically mm-hmm. right um i know we just said that but there's so many things to to value and it's like are, are you like from a creative side it's like are you are you contributing to, to your portfolio in a way that will you know net you more of the work that you want to be doing mm-hmm. because if you're not doing the type of work that you want to be doing for from a creative side that's like really hard to maintain that yeah. Uh, it's like this isn't like my my purpose is solving a certain type of problem or a certain way or a certain style and if you're if, if you like in my place i could have been doing a lot of things that were like commercials and helping like create like campaigns for like print products or things that are like made physically and i'm a branding designer i want to design logos and you know help like make things come to life from like in a very expansive way. And usually that's more, more digital than it is, um, than it is like, you know, print campaigns and stuff, which are very short lived. I want to build things that are like, have like a long, long shelf life and have, have an, Im- a big impact. Yeah. And that are and, fucking like actually seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. You know. And, and then when you look at the fact that like, Oh, I've worked on a ton of things that just aren't going to end up in my book. Like, what am I like? What is really contributing to my overall success here too? And like building life that I want to mm-hmm. to live and be like the expertise that I want to be leaned on for. Yeah, it's it's really tricky. Like, what you can show because for us, um, our resume is our portfolio. Yeah, and anyone that asks for a resume, like in any any type of application for like. Uh, like a resume, I almost want to put together just a single page thing that says like C portfolio. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's there. Worked on big clients. Done like done the work. Uh, ask me about the projects. I can explain every painstaking detail and the process that went into that thing. And that's that's yeah. our job in its own sense too. From like our microcosm of the work ethic that goes into applying to a place is making sure that it's understood the depth of the consideration that was made that goes into all those design decisions. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, something I want to kind of put a little bit of a twist on regarding like growth being something that you weren't able to kind of procure. And that prompted you to shift jobs What's interesting to me, like on the other end of the spectrum in like account service and client management is regardless of where I've worked, I've always been afforded the opportunity to grow. Usually it's driven by circumstance and need. I feel like baptism by fire is such a fucking like necessary evil in this stupid industry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, That's unfortunately been like, you know, if I were to. (laughs) <laughs> if I were to have a biopic written about my you know, career up to this point, it would just be called baptism by fire. Yeah. But right. Having received the, like the opportunity to grow in different instances, I think is great. And that's not necessarily what's pushed me out of places. Um, yeah. Similar to my comment about like money and compensation, lack of recognition has definitely contributed to some of my decisions to leave places. Interesting. Yeah. So is that like a credit thing? Like you're not getting credit? Um, sort of, I mean, it's like credit is not what it's about necessarily. Usually it is like merit to actually warrant like a raise or a promotion or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I'll give you an example. Like the first job I ever had, uh, I started as an intern, right? And similar to what you were describing, um, we were going through a very 
like rough time. It was like when an agency of like 13 people experiences layoffs, some shit is bad. And yeah, um, much like you, my boss at the time, uh, I think probably saw the writing on the wall and was like, oh, I'm going to find something else. And so she left. And I was like 19 or 20 and inherited the largest retainer account that the agency had to their name and was just yeah. running with it. Right. And so again, baptism by fire, I had no business doing that. If the client, if the client knew that, they yeah. would have been like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you did what? Like how this is this teenager kid? has the reins? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why is that happening? Like, that's your decision. Like, damn, you guys are terrible at planning. I don't trust wow. him. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> yeah. but this is your backup. Is, the thing is like, I mean, I, I like to consider myself a self-starter and, I tried really fucking hard and I put everything into that and I did a great fucking job. Right. I wasn't like a seasoned account veteran, but it taught me a lot and I put a lot of effort in it. What did yeah. I do? I asked for a raise. I was making like 28 grand and yeah, no, I was making fucking Rough. nothing. And Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. And um, yeah, they were like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Like, Please. All right. Bye. <laughs> Please. And they're like, no, still no. And it was like, but I did all of this. And they were like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, then. Uh, and um, so, yeah, it was people continue to get laid off. And so, I mean, I got it. Great. Yeah. And again, I wasn't breaking the bank by any means, but that yeah. is what I mean by lack of recognition. Cause I was like, oh, I kind of feel like, you know, I don't know a lot, but I do know I'm doing you like a huge favor at a very affordable price. And yeah, you know, exactly. It would be rookie awesome. contract. It would be awesome to like be able to afford gas and, you know, damn. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing too. Like in the real estate kind of like world and investing or whatever. Um, it's the same logic as like that, like some like uh anecdote that goes, this guy's like pulling to work and like, you know, his boss is like Lamborghini is like parked out front and everything. And, uh, his boss turns and he's like, you know, you'd have been doing such a great job. Like, uh, you've done so much for us. Uh, thank you so much. Like, you know, next year I'm going to be able to park my Ferrari right there next to it. So appreciate what you've been doing. Like, that's the thing that hurts when you're working at, a, at any place. I mean, obviously it's not that, that, that crazy, um, no, hopefully it's still, kind of standards, it's, still but, it's also still advertising. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it totally, that top down mentality of like, you know, you're a pawn in the scheme for like <clears throat> the, that success of like, you know, yeah. the person above you. It's like, that stinks. It hurts right. so it's much. Good. And like, it, it makes the value of like the mission and the, the things that you're doing, like that much more important too. of that. Like, yeah, definitely help you put up with more of that, you know? Yeah. Speaking of, I want to get your take on um, this and see, I have a story, not a personal, it's one I was present for, not like actually did not happen to me, but yeah. you know, a lot of times like people with the companies that they work at, like whether they're actively out looking for jobs, you know, people get fed up and, you know, obviously reach a point where they think they would be happier somewhere else, Right. To, what's been your experience, whether personally or with other people of the folks that like have that instance where they're like, oh, I need to leave and I need to leave right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I'd say that was kind of, that's honestly how, like, I left my last job, basically, before I started freelancing. Oh, no. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. No! Yeah, no. that's, that is how, that's basically how it happened, where, yeah. Would you like to share? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, don't, I haven't it's, heard, I haven't heard this story, but obviously, I mean, you know. Really? I thought, you know I, I feel like I. I feel like uh, I had told you to before, but it's been a hot minute now, I guess. You told so. me, you told me, uh, I think after it was done, but I yeah. know not of, I know not of the deed. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was in a meeting working on something that was like an internal project that, um, I've been kind of like rising through the ranks and working on a bunch of things and kind of like going the extra mile. Right. And like, yeah. I had asked for a promotion. It went really well. And there was kind of a, a track to, to success and everything. And yeah. I felt like that was all, I felt like that was all great. I was like, I still, I obviously have room for improvement. I'm here for that. I've learned a lot of things and contributed in a lot of ways that have kind of gone the extra mile. Yeah. Always, um, always be striving to continue to learn and grow, you know? Right. You like, never, you have never to. settle as they say. Yeah. Uh, the, the more tame version of like being like the trial by fire is, yeah. Uh, is just like figuring it out and being ahead of the game and being ahead of the curve about like ways that you can like bring success to the place you're working at. And I felt like I had been doing that and I had been promoted. I'd been compensated everything, but my responsibilities were getting nickeled and dimed a little bit where I had taken it upon myself to do more, to contribute more. And that was getting acted on in, in a great way. And I was getting like some semblance of control over projects that I really wanted to kind of like steer the ship on because I was like, I'm the one, I'm the one that was the original initiator of some of these, these changes. There was like this, like everything was being directed to me by this committee of people that I don't know, it was like a too many cooks in this, in the kitchen type of situation. And even down to the smallest things that I would, that I basically written the book on, I remember being in one of those meetings where I was just, I had to make a bunch of like little, little tiny things that just didn't make a, a big difference to me in like the way that I was hoping to be able to contribute. <laughs> yeah. And I, I came out of that meeting just like, and I barely even said anything in it. It was like, it was just a laundry list of all these like little micro things I had to do that just felt like so like piddly and small that I was like, kind of like missing I, the point. Yeah. I was like, I really need someone like, I really need someone to help me do these things. Like I'd rather be directing someone than, than making all these things and spending time doing some, I feel like it just could be spending my time doing like things more, like more valuable than this. Like, so I left that meeting and, um, my, my boss was not in that meeting and I like, um, you know, messaged her like, Hey, let me know when you've got a second. I need to talk to you. And and I was not planning on quitting or anything earlier that day. But after that meeting, like there was this kind of like I was thinking about things in a broader perspective. And I was like, I can't keep doing this anymore. Like, I got to go. Like, yeah, I don't have a plan. I don't. Yeah, I don't and like I just know that I just know that I need to go seek my own my well, own you, fortune. You listened. You listened to yourself, though. And I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. that's something that like people oftentimes don't do probably because I mean, quitting is uncomfortable. It's hard to like, you know, tell people goodbye and like, you know, whatever. I like, I don't know what it is. I wish earlier in my career, I had realized kind of what you just described that like, you have to do what's right for you. 
right? When it comes to your job and your career mm-hmm. and like your happiness, like honestly, like while you're part of a company, give it all you got, be a team player. But at the end of the day, like, yeah. you know, what breaks people's hearts to hear is you are fucking expendable. You know how you think yeah. like this place won't survive without me. It will like, yeah. and that's the thing. Like if it's taxing on you and you're not getting like the same investment from the organization as you feel like you're giving them, then yeah, leave. And you know what? They'll be yeah. fine and you'll be better off. So like kudos yeah. to you, man. That's like, again, yeah. I don't know what it is. Perhaps it is just like the confrontational aspect of it. That yeah. Like people are like, oh, I'd rather just like hate my nine to five and like at yeah. least no one's at least no one's gonna be disappointed other than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a lot like being like the squeaky wheel on an offense. So you're just like, like, okay, still not getting yeah. the ball. I really need the ball in my hands to do stuff. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna cut myself now. Like you're um uh, trade me. Get yeah, me out of here. Me. I can trade I can me. I can do I can do shit. I promise. But this is not I'm, I'm not a blocking tight end. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to be. Um, your story does remind me of not a again personal narrative that I was just present for. It didn't happen to me. But um, when I worked at Panera, so not in advertising, uh, although I did a little bit of uh, like shitty flyer design on the side. Um, Hell yeah. (laughs) um, When I worked at Panera, I had this boss and he had worked there for like 12, 15, something, some significant. I think it was like 15 years. And uh, he was like a GM. He had worked there like, you know, ever since he was, you know, in his like late teens. And so he was like in his early or mid thirties, whatever. And he told us at the beginning of our shift, he was like, Oh, today's like my 15 year anniversary. And we're like, Oh, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. And then, uh, he kind of stopped and he was like, yeah, 15 years to the day means it's time to quit. And we were like, we were, no, we were like, ha ha. Yeah. You're so funny. Like, like, nice. Yeah. And then he literally went in the office and called like, I don't know, I don't know who the, who the, for the president of Panera. I don't know. Yeah. Like, right I, quit, the top. I quit, I quit to my shitty burnout like, uh, yeah. man, manager who was like yeah. smoking <laughs> weed out back. <laughs> like, you know, he was like, Oh man, you're a fun guy. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, dude. But yeah, he went in the back wow. office and was just like, Oh yeah, I quit. And then he did, he took his fucking apron off. It was like wow. master. It was like some master chef shit. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, Rolls yeah. up this little apron and it's done. Yeah. It's like, Lock yeah. the fuck out. Maybe it was. Maybe it was having uh, just smoked weed out back behind the Panera. The Panera, but it felt right. very. It felt very like well produced at the time. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is very dramatic. What's happening? Yeah. Right <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. What cameras are hidden here? Is someone exactly. gonna pop out? Yeah. Uh, that was wow. Weird. That That's a weird job. extremely dramatic for <laughs> given the circumstances yeah, in the well, place. You know, perhaps it it's was a long bad. time to work there for sure. <laughs> yeah. But also to just quit on a whim like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. I guess what all of these stories have in common and like the different means of which is driven people to, you know, leave um, different companies and stuff. Everything we've discussed and something that I think is really important is the departure was respectful, 
right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's such an undervalued, like, and significant thing that people need to realize as they're potentially leaving a job. Don't burn any bridges. Don't do it. Don't go out in a fiery blaze. Like, you never, you never know when that person will be on the receiving end of a reference call or on the receiving end of like, hey, I would like my job back. I made a mistake. You know, the grass isn't (laughs) greener. I'm sorry. And, you know, I think that's just, that's a really important thing. Like, regardless of why you potentially leave, you know, the the whole kind of like, fuck this and fuck you and whatever. Yeah. So not the way to go about those kind of conversations, regardless of like how poorly you feel you've been treated or, you know, how confident you are that you'll never encounter these people ever again. Yeah. I like, I'm trying to imagine like as devil's advocate, some circumstances where that would ever benefit you like as an individual. And it's like, it probably will never like, don't do it. It might feel good in the moment. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. Like people always have those things like go have that fucking argument, go play that out in the shower. You know, it's like, you know, go, you'll, you'll win every time. I promise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For real. Don't. Yeah. Don't let it be one sided. And it'll probably like not, you know, come out in the way you want it to. And you probably won't sound as cool and authoritative as you think you do. And God forbid on the off chance that you like stutter or something, man, like you're just gonna like, yeah, stutter, stumble, you're gonna fucking fall flat on your face. Like, yeah, it's not going to be as cool as you think it probably will be. And yeah, yeah. like at the end of the day, too, is it worth it? Like, what are you really getting out of that? I mean, like, I've definitely had some terrible bosses and stuff too that have been like like it's just not worth it for your own sake and your own like i mean i I can imagine that there are circumstances too when people have been so like beaten down and shit like that and like everyone around like knows it or people that have been treated really unfairly that it's like yeah you know you want to say your piece but like like try to do those things as like as as diplomatically as possible like don't don't lie about like don't don't let your emotions take over and, and be like because I, yeah, I don't know. I can imagine those circumstances too. When it's just like, you gotta like for your own sanity yeah. sake and like, but, but like, yeah, be of my therapist would say like, if you can't take the low, if you can't take the high road, like, like just be a flat gray stone, like yeah. let it slide off and just be as unentertained by the bullshit that is going to, that is going to unfold around you as they try to like burn right. the bridge. Right. Like, right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's um it's interesting too because um there was one agency that I was at uh when I was in Denver that um was going, you know, agencies go through hard times, right? And right. I had been going through the inter like the interview process just on the basis of like, you know, uh it wasn't it wasn't even necessarily like a symptom of wanting to escape the hard times like the agency itself just wasn't overall like i guess my dream spot and there were opportunities to you know potentially work on different pieces of work uh at a new shop that i you know happened mm-hmm. to get an interview for and i eventually got the job i only i only quit if i have a new gig lined up like that's just yeah. kind of like a rule of thumb for me like you know i do think it's 
more of like a self-preservation and just security thing. But yeah, you know, I had, had the new gig lined up and, um, you know, was doing the whole like two weeks notice thing. And, you know, before I told uh, my boss that I was going to leave, like my peers who were kind of in the same kind of group as me and like same team on a lot of different projects and initiatives, you know, they were all feeling kind of the pressure and just like general feeling of the agency not being really in a great spot. And there's like a lot of baggage. I think we all kind of commiserated over interesting ask when they found out I was going to do my exit interview. They were like, Hey, think about us. Like, you know, tell them, tell them the truth. Almost as if to say like, Oh, yeah. Make the future better for us. Like on your way out the door. Um, What do you feel? What are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like that in and of itself, you know, well, you know, it may feel like, like asking somebody to do that when they're on their way out the door may feel like they have nothing to lose. I also feel like that's kind of, you know, again, putting somebody in a, yeah, it's like, it's just, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts? Would you ever ask somebody to do that? Or would you do that if asked? Uh, I think that, uh, I think it's totally a fair question. I would hope again, it depends on everyone's circumstances and you know, if they had, if they were like trying to get out of a pretty toxic place, yeah. then it's like, again, like if you can't take the high road, just be a flat gray stone on the road, I guess. And be yeah. like, like be diplomatic about it and be like, I don't know, talk, talk about your own decisions rather than like, you know, the impact, like, cause it's like, that's difficult too. Cause you're like, they can't, they can't handle that. And you're just going to get like, you're going to get rinsed for whatever reason in that conversation. So that's yeah, tricky. Well, but it's, it comes back <laughs> to the whole like burning of bridges because, you know, I mean, yeah. a lot of, t- a lot of times, like when, again, I've left companies and you go through the exit interview process, like they're pretty like, you know, shallow. There's not really yeah. like, I mean, and that's the thing, I, I guess. Speaking yeah. Is it really a real question or yeah, is it like, you like, honestly, like at the end of the day, I personally don't think, you know, companies really give a shit. Like, I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe some do if like, you know, you were in a position and you were like, Oh, I am leaving because I feel like, you know, leadership here uh, mm-hmm. treats people unfairly or something. Right. Like, or yeah. You're, sitting there and you're like, Oh, I'm leaving because I feel like, you know, leadership is biased towards genders or towards race Mm -hmm. or something like that. That's a big issue that I think an HR person, which we know agencies don't really have HR. um, That's something they would give a shit about. But if you're just like, if you found a new job or like, you know, people bop around from agency to agency, I don't feel like, you know, you're really in a position where they're really looking for a ton of depth as to why yeah. you're leaving. It's like, oh, they're yeah. going to pay me more. And they're like, hey, I get it. Like, goodbye. Yeah. So right. I don't know. Right. In that in that specific instance, I was kind of like, you know, I want to save face with my peers and be like, yeah, you know, I'll fight the good fight on our behalf if it comes yeah. up. <laughs> like, yeah. If right. asked what I could do better. Because, yeah, you don't, I don't know, kind of back to my whole point about burning bridges. It's like, hey, I guess back to multiple points, you don't want to burn bridges yeah. and you have to look out for number one in those instances. Like, yeah, but I feel like it's, it is really impressive. If a place is like asking that question legitimately, I like, like that takes a lot of uh, like, 
self-awareness and, you know, introspection and like some of those things are valuable. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> definitely want to give that advice if possible, if they are listening to hear it. Like, yeah, yeah this, then this is where things went wrong. <laughs> you well, know, I wish I could too. stay. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting too, because it's like, say hypothetically, like give them the advice. And I have, I have been in situations at jobs where, folks will genuinely be like, what can we do different? And like, you give them a few things, maybe they're not like personally like, oh, you don't pay your staff enough, right? It's more like, oh, big picture, like setting expectations, blah, blah, blah. And like, they say, oh, yeah, this is really great feedback. Thank you. And then as an outsider, looking in, you see over the coming months, people continue to leave. And it's like, I can see yeah. you applied what I uh, told yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Very right. nice. It's hmm, nothing is different. And you guys are hemorrhaging employees. Like try to warn you like, yeah, that's, that's hard. Uh, but it also, it makes it be like, I made the right decision. Yeah. It was scary and difficult, but it was worth it. Yeah, kind of like winning a breakup. You're like, huh, I'm doing so well. And I see that you're still. Awful. Yeah, yeah, you're still <laughs> terrible. Yeah, and, yeah, very insecure and unbalanced. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like, but I don't know. I feel like I've like most of the places I've left, though, too. I'm like, they're they're doing great. They're, they're awesome. Like, I, yeah, yeah. It's usually not about the place, hopefully, which is which is you know, nice. And like, maybe there's more to be said for like, when you got to leave that, it, like this place stinks, whatever, mm -hmm. um, being treated really unfairly and not respected, or like there's weird, weird management stuff. Like we've kind of talked about in previous episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are, those are so bad. And yeah, getting, getting out like getting out of those situations is extremely important from so many, so many levels. Like, Yes, right. the grass is green. Honestly, on, <laughs> no, trust your gut in those situations too. Like the grass is not greener. <laughs> like I've had no. the grass, I've had the grass be greener one time, and I've also had a lot of like sit down under my desk and fucking fluorescent lighting and being like, "What the fuck have I done?" <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this? This exactly. Stinks. Yeah, like, we we yeah. use windows here. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, why did I? Why didn't I fucking ask that? Yeah. Why didn't I God. ask that in the interview? The interview, you guys made me feel so special and seen. Uh. We use, use Microsoft Teams. You got to be shitting me. No, no. Oh, no. It was PowerPoint. <laughs> what the fuck is it? 1998. Also, also, I just had something I need to say. It's a departure from what we're talking about. But um, I'm going to start including... Uh, work sounds in this podcast. <laughs> to, to awesome. Be, to be an asshole. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Get back to work. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. The grass being greener. I do wish, um, you know, it's kind of like, I guess you look at like cars, right? I wish I could like, ha like I could try the job for like a week, you know, and like actually right. see what it's like. It's kind of a stretch of an analogy, but um, when I think about quitting my old job and like, you know, going over to a new job, I think of the film Coraline, right? And Coraline's one of my favorite movies. Like, granted, I am a, a child at heart. Um, 
And, you know, the whole premise is that she like thinks her life is so bad. And then she has this brand new, super fun fairy tale life where everything's fucking perfect. And then she has this evil mom that tries to sew buttons into her fucking eyes. And then when that happens, she realizes, hey, it wasn't Hmm. all that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's. Yeah, like I've definitely I've been in those situations, man, where I'm like, fuck, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, I think no that take, there's no that takesies, an, backsies. <laughs> yeah, that brings up an interesting question of like, wow, uh, what have I done? <laughs> and like, <laughs> what do you do when like you just quit someplace and you're somewhere new and you're just like, wow, this is not going well. well this is I need to get out of here sooner rather than later never, or something. I've like, never done it. I've never done it. But I do think that that is the significance of the value of not burning your bridges on the way out. Because yeah. hypothetical situation, Peter, like you left on good terms uh, from your last job. Like, say it is like two weeks later and you're like, you know, usually, I guess, in this analogy, say hypothetically, you went to a different shop. You don't love sure. it as to starting your own business. Yeah. You're like, this place sucks. Like, wow, yeah, I've seen I've had a taste of different. Yeah. And I don't like it. Like, yeah. honestly, you pick up the phone. I guarantee they haven't filled your role, right? That shit takes yeah. time, especially when right. like, two weeks, always give a two week notice. That's not enough fucking time to find uh, yeah. a replacement. Like, yeah. that's yeah. who are you fucking kidding? Who came up with two weeks? Like, right. No, like, like I've worked yeah. in jobs. People give their two weeks and they just don't ever get replaced. That's just, yeah. Thing. And so you pick up the phone and you're like, hey, old boss, it's me, Peter. I wanted to talk. It's me again. I think about you. Do you think of me? (laughs) I would like to come back. And they would probably say, you know, okay, cool. Like that's if that's the whole benefit of like, yeah, not being like, hey, fuck you. Like you're right. Like, and also there's something humbling about like when people admit defeat and like being wrong and like are genuinely yeah. honest and like you know they feel for you and like if you leave yeah home, there's no reason why they can't welcome you back with open arms right yeah yeah exactly that's definitely the the main benefit of like not yeah every like everyone knows everyone else like especially in ad agencies and stuff like we're whatever city you might be in like people know have, or yeah. have worked with those other 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 agencies and there's so much cross-pollination of people going to other shops and stuff like that like yeah it's it's always going to be like that so everyone in agencies bounces around because again and i stand by this and like you know people get fussy about it but like that's the only way to fucking make money like yeah it really is promotions like you know getting three to five percent every year like thanks it's very nice but like Mm -hmm. you know i want to jump tax brackets so like yeah if i have to to go start a new somewhere else like you know that's honestly like again it like i said before it's my biggest motivation for quitting jobs doesn't mean like i mean money's not everything but it's definitely not nothing when there's yeah. not a parody in uh, agency land for sure. Yeah, I feel like I, I remember like leaving my first place because um, I my tri- my salary is essentially getting tripled. So it was like, like what about what are you to do? Like you know, yeah, I can, yeah, I can't, can't be mess bought. with that. <laughs> right, I can't. I can't yeah, I, yeah, can't be bought. <laughs> um, so before before we wrap up on key takeaways, um, I do. I want to talk about trendy, trendy trends 
um, because I do feel like quitting has evolved, as people say on LinkedIn, when I read these articles and have people send them to me. Um, right. Are you familiar with the concept of quiet quitting? No. No. Okay. Well, let me break it down for you. And I also don't necessarily agree with it. I think it's something that, you know, well, let, let me, let me explain it to you before I give you my opinion on it. That feels like makes more sense as far as order goes. So quiet quitting is the idea that rather than just like actually leaving your job, you basically stop fulfilling your job's responsibilities while you continue to work there. So you're basically huh. quitting on your duties rather than quitting the company. And apparently this is like a big COVID thing or it happened after COVID where people were just, I mean, everyone was so mentally fucked by COVID and burnt out. Yeah. And like everything sucked, not just your job, not just your life, not just your mental health. It was everything yeah. was fucking bad, but yeah, yeah, it's become, I think kind of, you know, for whatever reasons are motivating you to feel the need to quit. It could also be coupled with what we talked about earlier about avoiding the confrontation. People are just mm -hmm. keeping their jobs, but they just like do the bare minimum and basically stop giving a fuck. And I guess, yeah, colloquially, that's called quiet quitting. Wow. That's, that's quietly trying to get fired. Yeah. You know, it kind of, like, maybe it's like, yeah. Yeah. Fire me. So I don't have to quit. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I definitely feel like there are shades of it. Not that I necessarily agree with, but like yeah. a company can definitely like demotivate you to like, do yeah, best. Like, I mean, I'm a creature of like, you know, somebody who's very like, trying to achieve the next thing and like climb the ladder and like I'm motivated by like what comes next. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you find yourself working for a company like where and you're feeling that way. Yeah. And you feel like, Oh, well, there's not really anything motivating me. So I'm just going to stop. Like I yeah. get, I get how that might, I can feel. imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. I can feel how that might be a good idea, but at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Sit around in a job where you don't get promoted and don't love what you do and don't feel any kind of drive and just yeah. like you lose. Yeah. You lose. You, you have <laughs> lost. Yeah. You lose. Like go out, like, yeah, rip the band-aid off. Like, don't do it in a fiery blaze of passion. But yes, like, you know, go tell your boss. Hopefully sorry, you're sorry you are and you gotta leave. Yeah. Hopefully, if you're feeling that way, you're investing time to find a place that is a good fit because yeah. your situation is is extremely important. And like yeah, I hope you're able to like do that, but like leverage like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest time doing the thing that's important to me, and but like you just I would highly recommend against quiet quitting, especially in I don't know if those were advertising type of places that that, that was happening. Yeah, um, you, will, you will be loud fired. <laughs> yeah, you'll be loudly fired, and um, everyone knows everyone. It, like reputation is so important. That's something I like. To teach my students like right away yeah uh, it's like in my first thing like your reputation is so important like you do not want to tarnish that at any point um reliability consistency and trust like that's all part of your brand and why people invest in you and yeah like that shit stays with you for a long time so like nurture that and doing doing shit like that where you're just you're 
you're you're sacrificing your reputation for your own like sanity kind of i know it's a terrible place to be but at the end of the day your reputation is going to be uh, is going to is going to um offer you opportunities to have that sanity so yeah you don't um get to that point be proactive about you, those things and quit before like you know force yourself into the situation where you're well you'll figure it out the proactive aspect i think is a silver lining here like a variable that i think is really important so i'm glad you brought that up because like when i think of the idea of quiet quitting being like oh i'm just like not gonna care and i'm gonna take my check and like not be motivated to do anything completely agree that's like don't fucking do that because yeah your reputation will be tarnished and that's way harder to rebuild if people just think you're a lazy sad sack that said yeah if you are like you know i guess ground down if you are yeah kind of like shifting gears down and like taking a step back to like i guess not go above and beyond because you are investing time and looking for a job that is a better fit like honestly can't knock it i feel like that's something where it's like you're demonstrating you are Mm -hmm. looking for the right fit for you and you are also doing that because the initial investment and kind of over delivery you were trying to put towards the current job is mm-hmm. either not getting you the results you want, not getting you like recognition, promotion, whatever. So yeah, pull it back and like find somebody else who's going to treat you right. You know? Yeah. takes a lot of self-reflection and things. And as we're talking about the whole like burning bridges and stuff, don't implode, don't explode. <laughs> like don't implode that as the, I think it was the analogy that's happening there. Like be you got to be self-aware and figure out like is this paying off for my lifestyle and how i want to live and do things just go get on instagram there's fucking littered with like you know working in an office be like like oh me on a monday (laughs) be like uh, uh, uh. Like, some of those are so funny too yeah some of them are (laughs) hilarious like for yeah for sure (laughs) like and that's and that's the thing Find somebody you work with and send that shit to them because God yeah. knows that like misery loves company. And like, there you go. You just made a right. better friend. <laughs> Seriously. So good. Uh, anything else that you got on the subject before we get into key takeaways? I don't think so. I feel like that covers like from my experience and as much as I can imagine some of those circumstances. Um, yeah. And how and how tricky that can be to be like, it's time to go. It's, it's yeah. time to be done. Hard conversations in life are called that for a reason, right? They're hard, yeah. right? And usually yeah. you grow from them, you learn from them. And I guess in this particular instance, you know, if it's necessary, you stand to benefit greatly from it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. At what point away. does the situation? Yeah. I, I think probably my key takeaway is like, um, have you done enough like reflection on what's what your own values are and how you're being valued? that like like the consistency and stability are um now not worth the cost like what it's going to cost you to try something new and i think there's there's just so much value to finding a new situation when it's not panning out like you're going to learn about yourself so much by incorporating this new like transition or new uh like new adversity in a new environment it's like you like what there is to be gained by by trusting your instincts and your gut and and leaving i think is like whether it works out the at, at the new place or not you'll learn something very quickly and it like that's called growth and growing in, uh, implies pain yeah. so 
It's like yeah. when um, it's like when uh, Harry Potter had to regrow his bones because he got yes because he got hit by a bludger. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's exactly like that, except that's that's more like the psychological damage that's probably been done by a trash fire of a work environment. <laughs> I was I was like <laughs> I was listening to a podcast today, like small tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody asked one of the guys to describe Harry Potter in like 30 seconds, and he's like, he's like weird wizard makes life hell for seven year old <laughs> for seven years <laughs> or something like that. It's just like, it's like, is that true? Kind of. <laughs> um, oh, love it. This has been love Harry it. Potter, Harry Potter corner. Uh, oh, I, I just rewatched um, Harry Potter musical, a very Potter musical. Uh, recently. I have that. you ever I've seen always it? Wanted to see it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's every book. Fucking hour, amazing. Right? No, 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 no. It's uh it's a it's a play. It's like I know it's of, a play, but isn't it yeah. like it's every book, right? I want to say it's all of them into one play. And it's it's pretty long. I want to say I yes. said said of my roommates when I was watching it, and it's just it's so funny. It's it's uh, it's acted so well. It maybe drags on a little bit, but it's just the little pieces of it and stuff. And yeah, Draco's Draco Malfoy's played by a girl, and like it's it, she's just such an asshole, uh, and like <laughs> it's awesome. I love how Harry Potter's now like been around so long. I promise the key takeaway is coming. This is not it. Harry Potter's been around for so long that people are just finding new ways to turn it into content. And like, I'm sure maybe you have, maybe I'm just caught in a weird algorithm, but it seems like a lot of people are right now where now people are doing these really cringe TikTok dances to the one scene from the Sorcerer's Stone where it's, (laughs) you want to stop Snake from getting that stone or not? Is that Harry? (laughs) Not me. Not the money, yo. <laughs> you can't. I'm so proud way. of you. For, I'm so proud of you for being on TikTok. Damn, love that for you. I'm not on TikTok. I watch every uh, TikTok two weeks after it's funny. Right. Likewise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yes, I'm caught in that algorithm, and um, you know, assuming all my devices are listening to me, they'll give me some fresh new meme-worthy Harry Potter content here in the next, <laughs> Perfect. In the next hour while I'm eating. <laughs> um, okay. Key takeaway. Key takeaway. Key takeaway. Um, uh, go out in a fiery blaze. <laughs> no. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Pew, pew. No. Uh, shots. Shots. Explosions. Shots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love the lasers. Um, now, I would say don't burn your bridges. Um, and also put yourself first in those situations. You're making life decisions, right? Like, again, invest in the company like as much as you can while you're there until it becomes time to not be there. And then do what's right for you. Um, don't necessarily feel bad about leaving or feel bad about, you know, if the company's going to miss you or putting them in a bad spot, like obviously they put you in a bad enough spot where you're like trying to leave. And you know, that's yeah. just kind of, uh, is what it is, you know? So, uh, be respectful, um, maintain those relationships. You never know. Yeah when they're going to come around and when they're uh, going to be people that you either want to call upon as a reference or put that like potentially yeah. even, even work with again. So, yeah. Take stock, like use it as a, as a like moment too to be like, don't like think through those emotions and those feelings and take stock of what's important to you and why, it, like why it's 
why you're going to why you're going to move on and how you can find those things like and, and sh- how you can figure out like what is important to you and how you will make sure that that is clearly going to be in the picture in the yeah. next place. So something that we didn't talk about, but I do feel like it's important and I want to throw out there um, that you just reminded me of taking stock of your emotions. Like if you feel like quitting a job, give it a week, give it two weeks, like, yeah. you know, sleep on it. Right. Um, things like agencies specifically ebb and flow and you may be going through the shit and you know chances are kid you're gonna go through the shit again but it's not always permanent and so you know i guess before you like i guess go with the nuclear option of trying to find a new job like you know figure out if it's a temporary thing or if it's something that's long-standing figure out if it's something that's like been you know kind of building up to this specific Mm -hmm. instance um because yeah like I've been in positions where um, I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm fucking over it. I'm so fucking done. Yeah. And like the next week, I'm fucking fine. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Take, the, take the time. Like, I guess yeah. don't be impulsive, you know? Yeah. And 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 if you are in a, like if the circumstances are like you have a great boss and things, but the overarching like client work maybe isn't lining up you're not working on the right things you want to be working on like express yeah. those concerns to your boss and like talk to him give, yeah. give that some time to manifest of like you know we talked about this a couple months ago where i wanted to be working on a different type of project like and it might be that this for a creative at least the type of project you want to work on might not just be like you know cropping up or whatever or like you know, you signed on to do a lot of, a lot of like video work and things, but that's, you haven't, nothing's really manifested in that way. And, you know, to like talk to your boss and be like, I really want to be working on this now. How do we figure out how I can do more of that thing? Right. Like maybe the opportunity, opportunity is there to do those things. And like the way you present those situations to be like, I've learned a lot since I've been here and I've learned a lot about my own workflows and how I want to see things kind of happen. Like, how do we make that how do how does that become an adjustment that can be incorporated so i can i want to stay but if i'm not going to be doing the type of work i want to be doing then like yeah. I, am, I have no choice basically so give that time i mean big picture you can't expect shit to change in any aspect of life if you don't say something or do something about it so yeah i think you know that mm-hmm. was probably something we should have uh mentioned earlier but you know we did it now so yeah later than never right i was thinking about that too but i think we've crossed a lot of the 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 relationship things that that those boxes should be checked i guess in that process of like de-escalating things and so it's not so random on a whim or out of nowhere like being like and i was it was a real it was a very realistic kind of take too especially in the negotiating aspect of like promotion stuff which we still need to talk about uh and we will yeah Um, you want to do that next week i feel like it's probably time to do that next week because yeah Good. Yeah. Awesome. Probably got these episodes out of order. (laughs) No, that's (laughs) not at all. We don't do anything right. (laughs) (laughs) Backwards is certainly the best way. Yeah. But also, I mean, you know, like give them give them the negative outcome and then like, hey, here are the steps you can take to avoid it. So, uh, yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you if you had um, 
anything that you wanted to talk about, yeah, let's do the the promotion episode. I feel like there's a lot of uh, sage wisdom that'll probably get people fired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an opposite end. Yeah, <laughs> getting Sorry. fired is the episode after that. So, yeah. <laughs> what to do if you got fired? Yeah. Wow. Well, fuck. Anyways, uh, as always, guys, we so appreciate you listening. Um, Happy Monday. Have a good week. You know, we record on Friday, so hopefully we can sprinkle a little Friday energy into your Monday morning coffee. And, uh, yeah, go get them. Thanks for listening. Have a great time. Have a good week. Adios. Thanks, Scopey Scopey Axe. Scopey Axe. I don't know. It's Scope Creeps. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Yeah. <laughs> Roast us. It'd be like, you guys didn't talk about some of the most important aspects of Twitter. Yeah, Sorry about that. Yeah, we'll get it in one. <laughs> we'll get it in part two. Exactly. Send me a DM. Send us an email. <laughs> yeah, when I quit freelancing, I'm just like, wow, I had to fire myself or I had to quit my own freelance gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.